Hello, and welcome to Ruth Bear's Witness, the podcast, where you can listen to my stories that I've written in my blog posts. Thank you for joining me today for my blog post entitled December Roses, Levity in Hard Things from the series called Thriving Through Breast Cancer. Upon receiving my brand new cancer diagnosis, my surgeon referred me for an MRI back at the Breast Cancer Diagnostic Center. I arrived the day of my appointment calm and ready to go. I joked around with the radiologist and the techs, and then as Nat King Cole crooned about chestnuts and open fires in my headphones, they slid me into the machine. When the contrast dye hit my chest and throat, I did my best yoga breathing through a panic attack and a closing throat, but somehow I was able to get it done. A few days later, my surgeon called to tell me that another part of my affected breast lit up like a Christmas tree, so more testing awaited me. The day arrived and I was feeling pretty calm as I stepped into my backyard on my way to the car. I happened to look over and I saw pink roses blooming in December under Layla's bedroom window. That never happens. I enjoyed it with some gratitude for a moment, but then I had to go. As I walked in the door, despite the fact that I had been here many times already, a primal fear sent me running upstairs to the bathroom to compose myself. In all the things I had done until now, I had never felt quite like this. My ultrasound tech remembered me, and we chatted as she took some pictures and then left to find the doctor. I waited quite a while, resting my eyes in the dim lights. All was quiet, and then it wasn't. My eyes flew open and I suddenly felt another person in the room. So tangible, but not visible. Call me crazy if you will, but Jesus was sitting right there in the chair across the room. I sense things, I dream things, sometimes I know things, and it is difficult for me to admit it to a world that often does not believe it, but it is true. And I felt in an instant things I could not quite put to words, but it was essentially this. I am here, get yourself ready for this. These were not words of comfort. I now knew how everything was about to go. I would be here the rest of the day testing and finding more cancer. I just wanted to cry, but I pulled myself together as the doctor came in and told me in his gentlest voice that we had to do an MRI biopsy. I wasn't surprised. They ushered me downstairs for the MRI and I saw all the same people as the first time. We joked, we talked, they stuck me with an IV and gave me Benadryl this time in hopes that it would lessen the throat closing and the panic attack. I got on the table again. It took 10 minutes to position my tiny body just so the surgeon could reach the place he had to stick that giant biopsy needle. I had to hold my hands above my head like a Superman again, perfectly still for 45 minutes this time. They sent me into the bowels of the machine and I was shaking as still as I possibly could. As the contrast dye entered like ice in my veins, it hit my throat and chest, forcing me into a panic attack as the machine banged like pots and pans next to my head. After 10 minutes, they opened the chamber door. 
slid my table back out and sat there talking quietly for forever. That's never good. The doctor put his hand on mine and he said, the place we saw light up before has definitely lit up again. I'm so sorry, but I have to do a biopsy in this area. I tried not to cry with my face planted firmly inside the donut pillow and my body rigid with fear. I just groaned, okay. So they prepped me in a gentle yet medieval torture style, slid me back in and shut the chamber door. More banging pots, more immobile shaking. All the while my mind was holding on to the refuge in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Something about green pastures, your rod and your staff will comfort me. We repeated the out, in, adjust, take pictures a few more times with more hand holding and some back rubs. And then they pulled me off the table as I bled all over myself and my poor nurse. I was so woozy from 45 minutes of adrenaline and fear that I could hardly walk or think or talk. My nurse stopped the bleeding eventually and she taped me up and then walked me upstairs for another mammogram. I think that made a baker's dozen of those. I drove home and I went to bed. Thankfully, my in-laws had graciously watched my kids and were bailing rainwater out of my flooded basement and had cooked dinner for us. I was useless the rest of the day. My surgeon called me two days later and explained what I already knew. I had more cancer. She haltingly told me that I had to have a mastectomy. She waited for an emotional reaction and I just blurted out, can't you just take them both? I don't want them anymore. And she laughed. None of these people ever know what is going to come out of my mouth. I usually don't either. I had to go in that afternoon to meet with both the surgeon and the oncologist to discuss my options. On my way, I noticed a sign that told me I was going the right way, or so it seemed, in this upside down alternate universe I'm suddenly in. It was on the way to the cancer center and I laughed and snapped a photo. I know that I will be just fine when this is all over. Some of my parts will be missing, but I won't particularly miss them. I'm learning to trust my instincts more, appreciate the little signs of hope that God is with me all the way, like pink December roses in my yard, all the beautiful people everywhere whom I love a bit more deeply than I did six weeks ago, and I laugh at all costs. I allow people to help me and so much more. I have this hope, Jesus, as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. In Hebrews 6.19 And my faith in him is stretched and broadened, buoyed by this wealth of beauty and goodness all around me that permeates my world in ways I hadn't seen before, giving levity and guiding me through heavy things. I want to be sure I bring the good things out on the other side of this with me. And I hope that somehow I can share these things with you, with my limited language and my unprofessional or stock photos in my blogs, my halting speech, 
My only prayer in all of this is that these things I see from here, all this rich goodness, you will find in your world too, and a faith that takes you further than you ever knew you could go. To read or to listen to more Ruth Bear's Witness stories, please visit ruthbearswitness.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining me today. Take good care and God bless.